typically at the front porch, we do the ad read at the very beginning of the show, like after the music and after all that. Tonight, I wanted to do it a little something different, a little special. Um, So we're going to do it at the beginning. Go see those guys at JW Weaponry. Hunting season is right around the corner. Let's go get it. 386-243-8587. Go see them. What's up, Sitters? This is Bradford Douglas, along with Joey Edge. Sitters, what's good? And Chris Martinez. What's happening, man? And we are front porch sitting, and football is officially back. We had our little warm-up week last week, but this week the real stuff is happening, and we are bringing it hot. It's going to be a loaded show, and we're, doing, we're starting with your favorite segment. We're all going to pick. Christopher, who came in first place last year? Oh, that's so kind of you to ask, Bradford. Uh, it would be moi, me. Um, so I'll be choosing the order of how we pick this first game. Um, do you remember how the standings went down, Brad? Um, I remember I was at 500. What what place did you come in, sir? Uh, second. Do you do you recall who came in third? Um, uh, the k- third was our co-host Joseph Edge, reigning back to back last place champion. Can we go back to back to back, Joseph? His shirt says it can. Hey, <laughs> why is Brad here tonight? He's bringing the freaking energy. I'm happy. Dude, energy fan. for days, but this is this is negativity to me, and I don't. I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. I think everyone's loving it. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving the start it's of the show. McDonald's over there. Yeah. So, and in case y'all don't remember, every year me, Chris, and Joseph are in a little competition. We um uh, pick a few college games, and we keep track of who has the best record. And so far, Chris has come in first twice. I've come in second, and Joseph has come in third. We're going to see what happens this year. Um, uh, Joseph, what games do we have on the docket to pick from this week? We loaded freaking show. Listen, oh, I, I don't know. That. How did I get into a small chair? This was not a good idea. So when you first pulled that stupid chair up there, I asked you, are you going to be in that chair? And you giggled like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Yeah. I'm going to have to get another chair. Uh, at the next, next time break. we pause. Yeah. yeah. Um, FAU at UF. UF is minus 23. Notre Dame at FSU. FSU is plus seven and a half. UGA at Clemson. It's a neutral site game. Minus three for Clemson. And Bama at Miami, also a neutral site game. Miami is plus 19 and a half. So that are the four games that we're picking this week. Okay. Um, <clears throat> which game are we going to pick first? Actually, uh, yeah, you go ahead. Florida, Florida Atlantic, because it's the first on the list. Okay. So I'm going to go. So, Brad, you're picking this game first. Okay. Give me, what's the, what's the spread? 23. Um, give me the Willie Taggers with plus 23. <laughs> <laughs> the Willie Taggers with plus 23. Um, yeah, Florida's covering that. Give me, give me Florida. I joked off air, but I've seen what Willie Taggart can do. I know what that Joker's capable of. They could have f- freaking three weeks. Oh boy! <laughs> what? You about dropped one early, huh? No, I was saying FAU. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So those owls, those fighting owls is what I was trying to say. Those fighting owls, uh, freaking fighting owls. I know what they can do. Uh, give me give me Florida there. Yep, Florida minus 23. Okay, next game. I'm picking this one too. Notre Dame at Florida. You're just making up rules. Notre Dame at Florida State. Joey, you can go first. Uh, give me Notre Dame minus 7.5. Yeah, probably safe. Brad? Give me Florida State plus seven. I'm um plus seven and a half. Excuse me. I'm I'm, I'm going in. I'm um we're gonna we'll see. <laughs> All right. So we're 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 going to that game. Me, Brad, and Marty. We're going to that game. Yes, y'all are. Um, so I'm gonna hedge my bet here. I'm gonna go Notre Dame. And if I'm right, then I get the win here. If I'm wrong, you have a great time. Then I had a great time, and I'd be happy to be wrong. I'm with. So it. give me give me ugh, the Irish. Big fan. All right, you ready for the next one? Yeah, what's it? Uh, UGA and Clemson. Clemson. Brad, you can go Clemson first. Clemson is minus three. Brad's going first here. Is your wife listening to this show? I hope not because uh, I'm going to take Clemson. I hope they lose. I hope they lose to Kelsey, but Clemson. What's the, what's the number again? Three, minus three. Okay, Joey? Uh, Clemson minus three or 20. <laughs> oh, wow. You think it's going to be like that? Yeah. Give me, uh, give me Georgia there. Oh. Smart for you. And they're, they're looking at the game on TV right now because we're actually getting to watch college football during a show. So excited about that. They're previewing uh, the Alabama and Miami game, which happens to be the next game we are picking. So let's go. Uh, Joe, you can go first here. Mm, I don't want to go first, though. I want you I, to go I, first. No, no, I can't. No, I won last year. Oh, you're going first. Give me Bama. What's that number again? 19 and a half. Oh, my God. Brad? Give me Bama. Miami's not good. We <laughs> sound like Lee Corso. <laughs> no complete sentences. <laughs> Miami, not good. <laughs> okay. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be with you, boys. Let's go uh, Bama. F, F, Miami. Do you think Miami has a chance to keep that within 19 and a half, like a little chance? Yeah, probably. I do, I do too. They do have a chance to keep it. It's going to depend on what, what Alabama we see. I think if uh, – yeah, I think in the second half, Bama rolls a little. But if, if Miami keeps it close through the half, they can they can keep it close-ish through the game. That's a big number. It is a big number. A, but I don't for, think Miami's all that good either, though. No, but it's the quarterback's first start. They replaced a ton of production on offense. Ton. Ton. Okay. They're, they're a little banged up on the offensive line, Alabama is. But it's okay because they just recruit like it's unbelievable. True. But still, projected starters aren't going to start this game. Right. But – but Miami's also replacing a lot up front on defense. They are. No, they are. They are too. And they don't reload quite like Bama oh, or, or even Georgia remotely, or remotely close. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a big number. I think it's probably about right, which is just yeah, I do too. I think it's crazy for Miami to think that they're almost twenty point underdogs in a neutral field. And if this was in week seven, it would probably be twenty seven. Yeah, more. I agree. Yeah. All right. Cool. So those are our picks. Um, you guys let us know what you have on those games too. Anybody that's four and zero gets a koozie. We may even up the ante a little bit. We're working on some t-shirts. So um, if you go four and zero, we'll see what we can do. Big right, fan. right, Joy. Yes, sir. I like that. Cool. I like you. Uh, I like you going off script there, not telling anybody about it. But I'm a huge fan. Hey, we kn- I know somebody. Tweet, uh, tweet us your picks. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm not gonna say that. I'll wait because that that'll be maybe after the first pause. I definitely want to confer with YouTube before I spout that out. Oh, thank um, God. What's, no, it's not bad. It's all good. Okay. What's, um, what do we have next? Well, apparently, if you want to get on ESPN, you can make up a high school <laughs> and go play the 
one of the best teams in the country. If you want, and you, they won't check behind you. They won't run any credentials, and you can just tell them your team's loaded with four and five star players, and they'll just believe you. So, uh, what do you guys think about that, Chris? You want to give them a rundown first before before we can carry on with? Yeah. So, we're, we're, Bradford is alluding to um, the Bishop Sycamore saga. Okay. Ooh, um, you called it a saga. Oh, it's a, it's it's that all right. So, um, per MSNBC News. It's titled, this article is titer, titled, <clears throat> excuse me, Mysterious Ohio High School Football Team's Season Appears to Be Done in Wake of State Probe. With questions swirling around Bishop Sycamore after its puzzling appearance on ESPN, <laughs> remaining opponents have dropped the Columbus school from their schedules. I'm going to save you a bunch of it. There's some funny stuff in here, some really funny stuff. I'm going to go ahead and make sure we give you some of it. Um... Here's one funny one. It's still not clear whether the team represents an academic institution <laughs> with daily instruction or is it just a football program with DeWine saying there are red flags about the school's operations, end quote. Um, oh, boy, here's another one. Here, I'm going to read two more. <laughs> Paragon Marketing Group president Rashad Ghazi, whose company arranged Sunday's game, said he's been led to believe that Bishop Sycamore is an entirely online operation. Here it gets better. Ohio Educational Department records showed Bishop Sycamore as a private school with an address at 3599 Chiller Lane. That's the location of Resolute Athletic Complex, an indoor sports training facility, and that center is not used as a school. (laughs) This is a semi-pro team, boys. A semi-pro team. I want to know who the oldest member of the team is. 44. <laughs> I don't know. I know that this is by far one of the craziest things I've ever seen. In my whole life. I've been watching sports since I was basically born. I just don't recall anything quite like it. So I Okay, so the best part about this is the tweets and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. That's the best part. It's like, you know, they got LeVar Ball as athletic director. That was a funny one. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. What's the lady off of Full House that got the Stanford uh, trouble? Oh God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle, Uncle Jesse's wife. Uncle Jesse's Rebecca, wife. Rebecca is her name on the show. She I don't was know in charge of admissions at Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> yes. You know, it's just, it's just, out, it's just off the chain. The 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 kid doctor that um, pretended to be a doctor yes. was the team's uh, trainer, which actually looked like it. I don't yeah. know if you saw the trainers on the it's, on the field, know, but it was it was it was a uh, special. It said like this like, old buddy limping into the warehouse after trying to explain to his his boss why why he's limping after getting beat by a bunch of high school kids. <laughs> like, bro, this is crazy to me. Do you do you find it in any way weird that ESPN hasn't said anything about this? No, they're hoping it goes away. Like, how many lawsuits could possibly come from this? Truthfully. All of them. Like IMG could. The dude, the the thirty two year olds from Bishop Sycamore could. Like, there's lawsuits all over the place. I mean, it's just crazy to me. Like, it is just absolutely like mind numbing. How the hell does that happen? <laughs> It's hilarious. I loved it. It's incredible. It gave me so many laughs. I'm I'm eternally grateful for Bishop Sycamore. Yes, and their coach. Yeah. Whatever his name was. So I, so here's here's something funny. So I um I was you were tagged in the same conversation on Twitter. Yes. Somebody was like, "Man, this is like when we played that Lake City Columbia Reject School or something <laughs> like that." 
Well, they were referencing Lake City Christian Academy back in 2008, uh-huh. which would have been my senior year. Right. Uh, there's a coach that recruited all of us from Lake City to go over there because it's in county, so you could go to go play. Quite a few kids did go, the ones that like weren't going to be eligible. Mm-hmm. So they went, and they were beating the brakes off of people. Bad. Like they beat this one, this one guy in particular. They beat his high school team like 78 to 7. And they're trying to figure out, like, where the hell these kids come from? And, like, oh, that's the kids that, didn't, that weren't eligible at Columbia. <laughs> Some of them were at Columbia still, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And were playing at Lake City Christian yeah. Academy. It was crazy. It was unbelievable. And that, but, I mean, it was funny because that, they referenced something like that, that like we local. were all very much so aware of. Like, right. I knew plenty of people that played on that team. <laughs> I was almost one of them. I, we almost all went. Um, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, no, no, no. We would have won a ring, though. <laughs> but we, we did not go uh, Tiger through and through um, No it's just crazy Bishop Sycamore is wild That's unbelievable It's just crazy Them boys played three games in two days Two games in three days But Two same games thing. in three days I'm sorry Who knows They could have played another scrimmage somewhere <laughs> They might Those guys Who knows They went to a park Probably played a pickup game <laughs> Smoking marbles in the back of a trunk Who knows <laughs> These guys are smoking cigarettes and drinking natty ice in the back of a damn tailgate waiting for their turn for the defense to go on the field. What the hell is going on here? Like, what the hell? Oh, The coach, when they left the locker room, said, it's a stick-up. We're going to take everything from them. And I'm thinking, like, were you actually going to take the high schoolers, like, lunch or something? Like, Maybe. Chill out. Apparently, he's got a pretty, pretty long record. So no, he can't. I'm not. I'm not gonna speak on that. that I'm not either. But potentially, I did. allegedly, maybe he was has some <laughs> arrest some warrants out for his arrest. Maybe like the head coach. A few of them. I don't know. But uh, unbelievable, incredible, really, just truly incredible. It really is truly an amazing feat that you got Jesus. to play on ESPN against the best high school in the country. <laughs> and they and they wore you out. Oh, God, did they. Because <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't smoke their black and milds on the sideline. It's frowned upon on ESPN. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, man. What um, what do we have? What's what's next on the on the agenda? Well, since we're we're talking about high schoolers ish, what, what about Trent Dilfer? So you saw the video of Trent Dilfer and the high school kid. Um, I, I saw it on TikTok. Actually, I don't know where you guys saw it at. I but, saw it on Twitter, but it was a TikTok video. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he he put his hands on the on the young man and kind of pushed him back a little bit and told him to sit on the bench. And he he told him a few times to sit on the bench. And it was obviously a, a relatively heated moment. So what are you? What are your thoughts on that? Okay, I would like to reserve the right to go second if that's okay with you. I would like to know your opinion because you kind of know mine. I want to know. I want to know what yours is. I. My first, my very first initial thought was, okay, like, I, and that was it. Okay, yeah. good for him, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't. I, I just don't know the the backstory of it and what like what transpired to lead it to that exact moment. And if if yeah, I just don't know. So it's, for me, there's not enough information to really make a true judgment either way whether I'm okay with it or not okay with it. I, I can tell you that most likely I'm going to be okay with it though. Yeah, so like for me in in like situations like this, all I can do, and I think you feel the same. All that we can do is lean lean on like our our personal experience in that setting or in that environment. Right, right. And so like so for me as a football coach, and I'm I'm just gonna be quite frank. The the people have absolutely no idea the relationships unless you played football and you had one of those relationships. 
you have no idea the relationships that you have with your players or with your athletes. Right, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, I know coaches, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna brag on myself at all. Okay, I, but I do have an apps an incredible rapport with all of my players. You know this, you've seen it firsthand. I have. I, I have they, they come coach for me. I still talk to them all the time. They still come visit me when they're in town. Like, and I know Brian Allen, he was one of the best at that. He has, them kids call him Pops. Right. right? They, he's not coaching anymore. They get offers. They, they're tagging him. Right. They, they have a new head coach, but they don't tag him or they don't mention, they tag Brian Allen. Okay. So I know coaches that have bought meals for kids while they're taking them on the way home. I know kids have paid for ACT test preps. I know kids, I, I know things that kids, that parent, coaches that go do things for kids in the in dark of night when they're in really a bad situation, they go take care of them. And right? nobody knows about it. And nobody knows about them, but nobody's talking about that. Right. Right. But there's a bond between a player and a coach, whether it be football or any other sport or any other, any other really type of deal where, where I'm, I'll lay it on the line for you. And I know guys that I could talk to in ways I probably shouldn't talk to. And I know there's times that I may have overstepped a boundary, but at the end of the day, that kid knows I love him. Right. That's the damn difference. And and I and I've 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 kicked kids out of practice for far less in the middle of practice and 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 had words for them on the way out. And guess what? When I got off the field, I had a phone call from player. My bad coach is on me. I apologize. You're right. I was wrong. We should fix it. And then we fixed it. We talked like men and we fixed it. Right. Or or, or I put I may or may not have, have grabbed a player. But he knows I love him, so at the end of the day, I'm, if I'm trying to defuse the situation, which I believe is the fact, then, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody was in that. Nobody knows what was doing. My guess and what it looked like to me in that very short clip that everybody is trying to paint Trent Dilfer as a, as a, a, a demonstrative person, I'm, it looked to me as if that player may have said something to a player or a coach, disrespect, causing a scene, mm-hmm. and Trent was trying to defuse the situation by pushing him away and moving and removing him from the situation. That's, That's what it looked like to me. That was my very first initial reaction and thought was he was moving him away from a situation that could have been harmful to himself and the other players or t- coaches or whatever around him. At the very best, it was a volatile situation, mm-hmm. and, and Trent moved him away from it, right? Yes. Okay, but at the worst, it was him maybe overreacting. If you want to say like he overreacted, like if you don't like that, you think he overreacted, then then okay, maybe he overreacted. And the next day, he came out like a man and, and he addressed it. And I, in my opinion, I would not have backed off as much as he did, but he did. And he addressed it and said, it's on me. It's on the player. He took responsibility and ownership. So, like, let's move on. Leave it alone. It's not a big of a deal. Like, I, and again, I, can, I only can talk about things like in my life. So, whenever I played, I had a coach who I love and I would do anything for this guy. I would do, and I'm not gonna say his name. I would do anything. I would to this day. We don't talk every day, but I was. I love him because I knew he loved me. He cared about me. When my mom got sick, you know who the only, only coach I ever had that called me was him. So yeah, and I'll never forget that. Right. But he could he could dog cuss me and mf me, and he did. <laughs> and there was a time, and there's one specific example, and then we can move on from it. But I knew he loved me, so he could do things like what I'm about to tell you. We're this is back when teams huddled. So the defense had a huddle as well. I'm looking to the sideline to get the call from my coach. The huddle's behind me. So in between the huddle that's at my back that I can't see is me. Well, I don't know what's happening in the huddle behind me, but apparently there are some kids playing around and, and grab ass and or whatever, not doing what they should have been doing. Okay. So he walks up to the huddle, and I'm, in my mind I'm like, well, this is new. Um, I guess he wants to tell us the call in person. By about the time he gets to me, I realize that he has no intention of giving me the call verbally. <laughs> he punches me square in the face mask, hard enough to where he cuts his ring finger, 
his wedding band was on his finger, cuts his finger, there's blood coming down his finger, and he then proceeds to, this is on the freaking practice. Dog cusses me because the huddle ain't right. Well, I can assure you the huddle was right from then on. Right? But, like, I didn't take that personal. Like, he definitely crossed the line, but I knew he cared about me. So I'm right. like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. Like, I wish he wouldn't have done that, and he might not want to have done it. We never talked about it. But, <laughs> but like, at the end of the day, I know it's heat of the moment. He's pissed. He has expectations. I'm pissed now. So, But he got his results because the huddle was fixed, and I made sure of it because that shit's not happening to me again. Right. You idiots better get it right behind me, or I'm going to, now you got, or you have to see me. Right. So, you know, I just think it's one of those things where people like jump to conclusions and they and they want to just absolutely dunk on Trent Dilfer, but they have, Trent Dilfer, but they have no idea his relationship with that player and what he may or may not do for that kid. And, and man, sit it out. You said you said a lot right there, and I, I agree with every. I mean, every word that you said, I agree with. But the last couple of couple of sentences there, people wanted to jump on when they didn't really know the situation. Boy, that's life. That's a life lesson for y'all. Be easy. Yeah, man. Be I, easy. Wait, wait it out. Wait it I out. Because I guarantee Find that, out the facts. I guarantee that kid loves his coach. I I'll, I agree. And you, the last thing you said was, you don't know that kid and that coach's relationship. You have no idea what that relationship is like. So don't judge anything that you see on what you don't know. Like, you just you don't know, so why are you judging the situation? I, it, it baffles me. I'm with you. 100%. I, think, I don't think there's a correlation. Then we'll move on. I do not think there's a correlation – from a coach that maybe does something like Trent Dilfer and being a bad person. Mm-mm. No, no, I agree. Like then that's what's that's what that's what's happening. Like the people are trying to paint him as a bad guy or a mean guy or a jerk or a coach they could never play for. And maybe maybe you couldn't. But that's like Michael Jordan said, you all can't be on the Bulls. I'm a winner. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's, you can't. There's a play price. With me. There's a price for winning and there's a price for leadership. Exactly. And and, and Trent's willing to pay for it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's a multi million dollar guy that coaches high school football. He ain't doing it for money. Come on, man. You don't think he has a good relationship with his kids? I guarantee has it. Has to. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I don't think there's anything else to really talk about there because I think you covered all that pretty damn well. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm passionate about that. If you can't tell, like that, that, that aggravates the shit out of me because I know the amount of time that coaches, and you know this, Joey, because you coach baseball, you coach your own kid, you coach travel ball. So I, you know what goes into like a coach's life and how much, how much goes into it, whether it's handling like – stuff off the field, right? right? Everyone sees what happens on the field, but they don't understand the amount of text and calls you get and, and decision-making processes. Like, I love that Sam McCall, but my God, I dealt. If we if I had one more phone conversation about where he's going to go play college or, or he's going to go JUCO or this or that, like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. away from my family. I'm not on the clock. I'm outside on the phone. Right. You know, it's just like. I understand. Be easy. Be mm-hmm. easy. Don't be so quick to judge, man. You don't understand everything that's going on. Yes, sir. Preach it. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off my soapbox. I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna turn it back over to you, Joey. Um, let's talk about Florida. Yes, Florida sir. Football, right? Big, yes, sir. Big week uh, this week in the sense that you have a game. It's at home. The only reason it's a big week. Yes, right? it's Willie Taggart fighting Taggarts. FAU. They got Nikosi Perry at quarterback. Yeah, former Miami guy. Yeah, man. Alcala kid coming home. Um, how do you feel? Very quickly, very quickly. We're not going to spend. A, we're not going to do a preview on FAU. No, we're not. I'm, I'm sure everyone is okay with that. Um, we're going to jump on into more like depth chart, that type of stuff. Um, but before we do that, Joey, I want to know how do you feel? I know you picked Florida to cover. Mm-hmm. Kind of how do you see the game going in a short like synopsis here? I think uh, 
I just don't know that FAU can score a whole lot. I, I just don't think they can. I don't know that Florida scores a whole lot early, but I think once they get in rhythm, I think things will go will, will be just fine for Florida. Um, I, I could see them struggling a little bit in the first quarter, maybe maybe a 3 nothing game at the end of the first quarter. And then after that, it, it kind of gets rolling pretty pretty quick and pretty easy, I think. It'll get out of hand. I, I, I think – I don't know about out of hand, but, you know, 42-10, something like that. Yeah, that's out of hand. Yeah, I mean, that is – I guess that's out of hand. But, yeah, it's, that's my that's – my, synopsis brief synopsis i think i pretty much agree with that except i think florida might start quicker i hope so we'll see i, 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 I hope they do but I, i'm just jaded on willie taggart so yeah, i can I've, understand I've that been burnt by the guy so we'll see yeah um depth chart depth chart is there anything that stands out to you first and foremost what's the first thing when you looked over it you got it in front of you what's mm -hmm. the first thing that jumped out to you where you're like kind of raised your eyebrows like whoa whoa okay the very first thing i saw that that jumped out to me was the second position on the on the list which was running back mm -hmm. um damian pierce or malik davis as the starter mm. I, I, I i was surprised by malik davis being mentioned at all to be honest i, mm. I really was um and then naquan wright as the backup and then nobody else was listed you like Wright. i like Wright a lot I like I like all of them, I, and I don't dislike Davis. Like if Davis goes back to where he was as a freshman, a dude was almost a thousand yard back in like six games. Right. He he was he was really good. He had a fumbling issue, but he didn't get he didn't he didn't get tackled very much. He was he was really good his freshman year, and then some injuries have set him back. So it's not that I dislike him. I just think that it's it's going to be hard to keep. I mean, Pierce is going to get his. Naquan Wright's going to get his. I don't know how you keep Lingard off the field with the with the fall that, the the camp that he had, and then Bowman, by all accounts, the last two to three weeks of the fall was was really good too. So I don't know. Like I said, I was a little surprised that uh, that they didn't keep going with the or at running back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Um, I, I kind of I'll, I'll co-sign that. <clears throat> and then um, the other thing on offense was Jamarcus Weston being listed as a backup. I, I don't. I, he. he no offense to the kid, but I, I just don't know where he fits in in the two deep. I don't I don't understand it at all. You don't see that, huh? I don't see that. I thought there was a lot of guys that, that should have been there, and he wasn't one of them. But that's okay. He, I mean. What about the offensive line? Was it kind of as as, as you thought it would be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we can no. transition from – who's the um, tight end? Uh, Keymor Gamble. Best tight end in the SEC? Yeah. Cool. Keon um, Zipper is the backup, which I, I think they'll both play. Okay. Cool with that. Uh, flip sides here, defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. Same question: Is there anything that stood out to you when you looked at? The not, not really, because it pretty much by all accounts, Avery Helm was going to be the starter listed as the starter, anyways, at uh, at the other corner opposite of Kyir, um, and he is. And Jalen Marshall is listed as the backup behind Kyir. Okay, I don't see that happening. I think that Helm and Marshall will kind of rotate, and Helm's going to be just fine. But I think Marshall is the uh, I think he's the guy that's gonna gonna end up being the the go to at, at the opposite corner of Kyrie. Okay, gotcha. So I mean, is that pretty much it for uh, Gatorland, or was there any? I, oh, I know the answer. There's there's one more bit of news that uh, came out here recently, very recently, about uh, yeah transfer? potential potentially a good thing. Yeah. So Florida got a defensive tackle transfer. Um, don't remember the kid's first name. Truesdale is his last. Tyrone, maybe. Yeah, Tyrone Truesdale. Um, kid from Auburn, but yeah, apparently Grantham said that he um, he's gonna play like Saturday, so <laughs> gets on campus. We'll see you on the field Saturday, big guy. Let's see what you got. 
Florida, I mean, I think Florida's pretty deep, at, especially on the in, on the interior defensive line. I, I mean, I think that he's going to add depth and he's going to be a good thing, but I, I, it's a little weird. It is, it's a, a little weird for me as a coach. It's a little head scratching. Yeah, and I know like Newkirk was was banged up a little bit. There was one more that was banged up a little bit, um, and I actually think somebody's not playing this Saturday, so maybe that's that's re, like we we'll speed this process up a little bit. We need him on the field because you know our depth might be lacking right now because two guys are banged up, but. So, like, the only way that this has worked, it means, like, this kid has been in the portal, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You can't just enter the portal now and go right away, or can you? I mean, I think you can you, do what you, you want to. No, but. I, don't th- I think you can. I don't think you can be immediately eligible. Like, Josh Griffiths just left Florida State, like, in the middle of the season. There was a cutoff date for you to be, like, immediately eligible this year. I believe. We'll double check. We'll fact check that and find out for sure. But I'm almost positive that if you didn't declare in the portal before a certain date, Makes you were sense. not able to jump into a roster the same week of a game. I would and hope not. Play. Yeah, I would hope not. Because that'd be like like it's already the wild wild west, but it would be like the wild 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 west if they let that happen. So a lot of wilds in there. Could be that could be the name of the show. I don't know. Because um, our producer dipped on us. Um, but with that being said, um, it's interesting. That's that, that 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 to me is interesting. It must mean like somebody is banged up, kind of right. what you pointed to, like to. To it because he's on, he's on he's a walk on, he's not getting put on scholarship at this point in the season. I wouldn't think unless they just have one laying around. They may have one laying around. I have no idea. That's wild to me. That's crazy. But we'll yeah, see. they did ask Mullen about uh or yeah Mullen. They asked him about the depth chart and what it means, and he goes, "Show up Saturday if you want to see who's playing." <laughs> so fair enough. I guess that means the depth chart may not mean as much as you want it to mean. That's a that's a Dan Mullen thing to say. It really is. <laughs> what about uh, what about Florida State? What do you got over there? So what do you want to do? Because we probably should preview this a little bit. Uh, I think so, yeah. I think it's it, – it, well, it, it might be a closer game than what you guys have. It, it may uh, not. Yeah, well. It, it might not. Um, you want to go – we'll do a uh, depth chart first, and then we'll kind of – well, I'll talk a little bit about what I, like, what I expect as, as far as in that game. Yeah. So quarterback, they didn't say anything, and they shouldn't. It's Jordan Travis or Mackenzie Milton. So, like, that's how, in my opinion, that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. If we've gone this far, we're not naming one the week of to let the D.C. know who to prepare for. No. Because there's two different game plans. Oh, it has to be. So, if you're spending half the time preparing for one, then you're not spending that same time preparing for the same. So, like, you don't know. So, you're not getting as good prep. Um, running back, Corbin, no news. Um, no real news except for the fact that we got a transfer from – Notre Dame at guard. He's starting over Dante Lucas. Um, I'm happy that Dante Lucas is not playing. I think he's not very good. Tired of seeing him play, quite honestly. He's only a sophomore this year, right? He was only there one year, yeah? He's a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, so the first year. With a COVID year, though. He's been here forever. I'm just tired of seeing him. I don't think he's been here forever. I think he's he's like a sophomore. Yeah. I don't know. The whole COVID year freaks up. Freaks me up. Right. I think this is his second year. Like, this would be his second year playing. I think he only played one year at Florida State. Like, he was on the – No, he's been two years. No, because, yeah, he definitely started as a true freshman. I do remember that. He's a redshirt sophomore, which means he's been there for three. COVID year means four. He hasn't been there for four years. I don't know. I'm tired of seeing a kid, though. Yeah. He's not good. Um, One thing they did do was move the true freshman who started right tackle last year. They moved him to left tackle. So, he's – Apparently doing a little bit better. They're still going to be bad on the offensive line. That's a no. That's a no-brainer. On the other side of the ball, 
there's some interesting stuff going on here. Okay. Um, Kalen DeLoach mm-hmm. is super, super fast. He can run. He's not very physical, but he's starting at linebacker. And then DJ Lundy. And let me tell you how big this guy is. He's six one, and he's listed at 255. Oh, he's a redshirt freshman. So, like, yeah, he's big. Can't really cover, but I'm hoping he can get downhill, and he can do that. Yeah. But the Stephen Dix Jr., who looks like a million bucks, not a great linebacker. Been saying that. Not a great linebacker. Um, he's Lundy is starting over Dix, uh, Dix Jr., so we'll see. They moved Travis Jay to boundary corner. He's listed at 6'2", 203. Mm. Big, big fan of that. Um, our boy Shaheen Brown is on the two deep. It's an, it's an or by it, but that won't last long. <laughs> uh, Brendan Gant right now is a starter at that position, but I I don't know how long. <coughs> I don't know how long they keep Shaheen Brown off the field, I, quite it, honestly. I, yes. Um, and then Akeem Dent. Akeem Dent at corner last year gave up an NFL passer rating of 155. Mm, good Lord. 155 when targeted. Would you like to take a gander at the highest passer rating in the NFL last year? Well, the highest possible is 158.3. Okay. Aaron Rodgers had the highest last year at 127. Akeem Dent, by himself, gave up 155 when targeted. Oh, my. He's starting at safety. <laughs> well, it's better than corner. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, he, at least everything's in front of him now, so he's not having to turn around because he can't do that, apparently. <laughs> um, but that was one, like, not head-scratcher. That was just, like, kind of like, uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay, cool. He's a five-star out of high school as a safety, so maybe that's his natural position, but right. whatever. That, that was one of the ones I looked at. I think Florida State will be good on up front. I think they'll be better up front. Better up front, better on the back end. I just hope the defense looks coordinated. Yeah. You know, like guys know where to go. Like, just on the same page. You know, like a, what a coordinator should do. Like I feel like it should all be coordinated. I wish like linebackers know where the run fits are. That would be cool. Because we can't recruit at linebacker. Our linebacker coach can't recruit. Could he maybe coach linebacker? We'll see. <laughs> He's going to get it tested, though. We're going to find out what they can do. Because Notre Dame? Yeah. They're going to run the football, baby. Who are they going to run the football with? What's that boy's name? Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. And yeah. he your uh, Heisman front runner? Yeah, I got. I, I did uh, I did put that. That is not a front runner. I do have a future on Kyron Williams. I think it's Number safe. Was, numbers were too good. Thank you for that, you, Travis Eckerd. You better get it. You better get it before they play Florida State. Oh, it's already in. I'm saying because he he's gonna put up dumb numbers. Yeah, the value will go down after he runs for 300. I, against I was gonna Florida say State. I hope he th- runs for 300. I really do. Well, I know you do. Um, <laughs> no, I think they're gonna run the ball. They got a big tight end, so I guess we'll go ahead and jump into the preview. Yeah. Um, and it's not gonna be long. I think they're gonna run the football because they did last year. The one thing with them that's a little bit intriguing or interesting to me is they lost a lot of offensive linemen. A lot. Like, Four got yeah. drafted. One made a one made a squad. <laughs> like that's crazy. Five. You know what I mean? That's just crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot of production. They're starting a left tackle, a uh, freshman at left tackle. Like I mean, I, I get that they reload and and they probably recruit O line like second best to Alabama, but. <laughs> uh, it's still a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And they got a great back, though, so he's going to cover up a lot of mistakes and stuff like that. And they got probably the best tight end uh, in the country. Yes. Wire Meyer, I can't think of his name. 
Meyer, I believe. I believe this his name is Meyer, but he's really good. Um, and then they got a quarterback from Wisconsin, probably game manager a little bit. Yeah, well, I don't he, know. He's probably a little better than the last quarterback that transferred from Wisconsin. From, from Wisconsin. Yeah, Alex Hornibrook. Yeah, he's probably a little better than Hornibrook. Oh, he's definitely better than him. I have firsthand experience there. I can tell you, he ain't worse. No, Hornibrook was bad at, at Wisconsin, though. So He was even worse at Tallahassee. Yeah, Cone was at least okay at Wisconsin. He wasn't great, but he was okay. Yeah, he was okay. He was okay. He, so, he's their quarterback now. He's no Ian Book. No, he's not Ian Book. He's not Ian Book. So, I mean, we'll see. I think they'll protect him a little bit. Like, I'll think they'll protect him. I, I don't think they'll ask him to do too much, especially not in the opener. Because, I mean, Florida State is, has been embarrassing, of course, but they still have freak athletes. So, if you do something stupid with the football in the air – and it's a bad throw or something like that. Like, you still can get hurt. Like they they will still break on the football. I hope. I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I obviously picked Notre Dame and the and and uh, you know I, I think they'll cover, but I'm cautiously optimistic at what we might see. You got any questions for me on that um, game, like <clears throat> specifically? Yeah. So you you mentioned the offensive line for Notre Dame, and you mentioned that Florida State has. Probably their best defensive front in the last probably what three to four years you would say. Ooh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but two or three years for sure. Okay, um, maybe, and then that's that's all projection. And, hoping, and, and then with a quarterback that we both agree is not great. I don't think he's great, but Florida State has made bad quarterbacks look good. Okay, I'll buy your story again. But with all that said, mm-hmm. I, I do see a path. Is there a path that Florida State wins the actual game? Yeah, there is. Okay. So there absolutely is. I think there's a chance that they wouldn't have to stop the run and make Cone. They got to get up early. That's what I'm saying. If they put seven, eight in the box. And the problem is that the eight that they put in, like the four or five linemen they put in is going to be okay. But like the back end is, or the, the middle, like the linebackers are bad. Like they've just been bad. Like they, did that, they did that last year against Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Now granted, the O-line was better, the D-line was worse, and the linebackers were worse. So it should be a little bit more level this year, but like guys were running through the wrong hole. Yeah, like I can deal with somebody getting outran or getting ran over, but to be in the wrong place like altogether, to not know where to be, that that's not okay. Right. So like I don't know what to expect. Is there a path? Yeah, of course. I think if they can score a little bit, because um, Jordan Travis had like 300 yards offense by himself. He ran for over 100 yards by himself against Notre Dame. He yep. gave he gave them fits. That was going to be my next question was about the quarterback, Mackenzie Milton or Jordan Travis. I think Jordan Travis would be the quarterback. Do you think he plays the whole game or do you think Mackenzie Milton comes in? They might play They might play some, both. Mm-hmm. But I think primarily you'll see Jordan Travis. Yeah, I really do. I really do. I, I, I think primarily, primarily you'll see Jordan Travis. I mean, obviously I've gone on record to say that I think that he should be the starter. And, you, I mean, you know how I feel about Mackenzie Milton. I don't think he was very good at UCF, and I don't think he's very good now. I think he's a lot worse now because he only has one leg. But um, – so yeah, I, I think it should be Jordan Travis, and I, I he just brings the dynamic, the not the dynamic ability to the offense that Mackenzie Milton does not bring. So I'm gonna be like a real homer here, right? So I'm not gonna be quite as objective because to answer your question, like the path for Florida State to win. So like I think the environment. I know it's so cliche. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the first home game where there can actually be fans there. Right. It's almost like it's almost sold out already. It should already be sold out, but I think COVID has a little bit to do with that. People Still, are hesitant. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's almost sold out. Student section sold out. It's seven thirty. It'll be a night kick on um, a Sunday night. On a Sunday night, primetime TV. You know they're gonna they're doing all the the Bobby stuff. Like they're they're honoring mm-hmm. him. They're there's like they're wearing like Bobby Bowden's signature on the back of their helmet, where like typically Rydell is. 
Coaches will have like a Bob Dowden patch. Like, I think the environment will will be right. The the like the the visitor list of recruits that are going to be there is like is second to none this weekend. Yeah. Um. I don't care who's playing. Like it's it's unbelievable. It's ridiculous, and that's probably a bad thing because I don't think they have a great showing because they're gonna so they gonna have all these guys there watching the game that might not go as it should unless it does go well. But so then like the path to winning is I think like the environment's right and they come out juiced up and they punch Notre Dame in the mouth and then Notre Dame's kind of like oh well, what the hell what is this and then and then they roll. And not roll like by big, but like get a little momentum, a little bit of confidence. And now it's like, okay, well we can like we can hang out, we can we can hang here, like we can we can play. Yeah. And then you have like the the, the older guys, like Jermaine Johnson ain't going to buckle in that environment. He's a transfer that came in. Keir Thomas is a is the leader of the defense. Apparently, transfer from South Carolina. He's a he's a SEC caliber D lineman that that is going is starting. You have those guys that are kind of like a calming force, like. Like, we're not scared. Like, we're not scared. This moment's not too big. Like, I think maybe the defense has a little confidence, and then they get a lead. If they get a lead, then it's a little different because now, you know, the, the running back that is so dynamic might not be able to hurt you quite as bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, that's their path to winning, to get a lead. Like, maybe a special team score or a special teams play to flip it. That's their path to winning the football game. Yeah, I mean, I, I – Talked about it a little bit last week, but the fact that the spread is down to seven and a half. It, it got down to a seven at some point, which was crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much been at seven and a half at ours for a little while. but Yeah. But uh, I, I just think that with the spread doing that, it, obviously somebody knows something. It, it doesn't It doesn't just drop because no reason. There's a reason it's dropping. So What would that number – what would it need to be for you to bet Florida State? I, I don't know that I would regardless. Okay. And I'm not betting Notre Dame regardless. Gotcha. I, I, there's just too many what ifs in this game to me I because think, of the things that you said a few minutes ago about the offensive line for Notre Dame. Uh, I think Kyron Williams is a really, really good back, but if he's by himself, that makes it a lot more challenging. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that Cone's very good. I don't know much about the receivers right now, other than the tight end that you mentioned earlier. I, I do remember him being a, a, a an athletic. He's probably player. the best in the nation behind the kid from A and M. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wondermeyer or something like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I just, there, like I said, there's just too many question marks for me to, and now when that time comes on Sunday night and I'm bored out of my mind, yeah, I'm probably going to say I'm, I'm, there's going to be a wager made probably. Right. I don't know what it's going to be right now though. See, I think the number for me, like I think the number should be, is probably like 10, 10, nine and a half, 10. And I think for me to feel like comfortable in betting, it would be like, like to truly take for a state with like real money and like objectively take four to say like I think they'll win I think it's probably closer to like 12 13 yeah even 12 13 scares me but it like I mean seven and a half scares me for Notre Dame so I mean we're talking about a touchdown window that I'm I'm either way I'm like I don't really know I so. think I think Vegas has set the number they set it and then they got bet down I think it's because of the uncertainty like you don't know what Notre Dame's going to be Florida yeah. State has an infusion of new talents I think it's like like 11 of the transfers are going to play and like seven of the transfers are starters which is just absolutely just crazy. It is crazy. Which is a good thing for Florida State because it means that they've improved at those spots because they weren't. You know, so it's I don't know. I don't know. It will be interesting. I'm excited I'm gonna be there. I'm I'm just happy to be in like live sports again. I'm I'm agreeing a hundred thousand percent with that. Like to get to go to a live sporting event, I'm I'm, I'm like geeked about that. Yeah, it, yeah. I have a chance to go to the game, the Florida game, but you know, we're doing we're doing our thing on Saturday. Yeah, the yeah. wing cook off, so 
you know, not gonna be able to make that, which I'm okay with actually right now. I'm, I'm good with just sitting at home and after a long day on the grill. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, it'll be, yeah. It'll be, um, it'll be fun. Real quick, and then we'll go into some some NFL stuff. And this was not in the show notes. This is just me springing it on you. Here we go. We talked about Georgia and Clemson. Um, what do you what do you see in that game happening? I know you have Georgia plus three in our pick 'em, but what uh what are your, what are your thoughts behind that? Why? I mean, here's here's where I'm at. I think that how Georgia's season ended, right? I think they're a little bit disrespected right now. Like, I think they didn't end how they want. I'm saying they're being respected by the media, Joey. You're making okay. that. Joey's making a crazy face at me. No, we need to start recording this, like, on actual. Because like, the media has given Georgia the most love of anybody in the country. But do the coaches. There's probably a good reason the media does and the coaches don't. Okay, so you think Georgia's way overrated. I don't think they're way overrated, but I think you're going to have to show me before you before I believe anything that Georgia does. I think they have a bad taste in their mouth with how their season ended last year. I can agree with that. I think they have a bad taste in their mouth of how, you know, like I know, it's easier to coach off af, like off of a loss. 100%. It's easier to coach after we don't meet expectations. I agree with that. And so like, I think that's where they're at. So I think, and I could be wrong. I, could, I very well could be wrong. It's the first time we're going to see them live. I think that they're gonna. I think they're gonna come in with a different level of motivation. They looked flat last year to me at, at, at times. They didn't look motivated. They didn't you look excited to go play football. You don't think that's just who they are? And it could be. That's not how that defense has always looked. Maybe not, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I just think that Clemson's talent level is not better, and their coaching is 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 better you and, know I, how I felt and i think i think Brent i think Venables. the talent level at certain key positions is immensely better for clemson than it is at georgia like what which position? Uh, quarterback specifically yeah i think DJ's jay's good i think it's one player though, i mean i yeah. think dj is really good and i think jt is mm, below average see i don't think jt is gonna be asked to do as much as dj is asked to do I agree with what you're saying. I think DJ's a right. better player. Well, that, that, and that's part of it. Last year, like JT Daniels last year got the four worst defenses in the SEC and made them look like they were the four worst defenses in the SEC. And yep. that's that's where all the hype came from, the numbers and all that. Anytime he played a legit defense and you know in the top half of the SEC, which I think was only once, he didn't look great. Right. Because he didn't get as many chances to, to play in on the big stage because – Kirby Smart is an absolute clown show when it comes to the quarterback position, <laughs> a la Justin Fields being on a roster and Jacob Eason being on a roster and Jake Fromm sitting here probably recording a podcast like me and you are doing right now because he's he don't an get absolute many, trash can. He don't get as many listens. I know that. I can assure you he doesn't get as many listens because nobody likes the guy. Nobody. But, okay, so to your point, yeah, I, I'm not going to buy the JT Daniels side. Have okay. it. I won't do it. I think he's more of like a he's – a, he's a poor man's Mac Jones. I'll buy I think that. he's a game manager. I think he. I think he could probably extend the play a little bit more than Mac. But at, at best, he's a game manager who shouldn't have to do that much. Now, can they go win a national title off of that? Maybe not. The, but, yeah, I think. I think they, they can. To, maybe. I think they could. Alabama just did. Right. I think they can definitely. That can happen if everything falls into place for them and they play the way they are capable, the talent level around them, the way they are capable of playing, then, yeah, I do think that can happen. I'm not saying that he's so bad that they can't win a championship with him. He's I'm not, not saying a liability. That. I don't think he's a liability. I, I just don't think he's the best quarterback in the SEC like he's proclaimed to be by a lot of people in the media. Okay, well, you have – you. so I'm not – we're not talking about that. Is he the best quarterback on the field Saturday? No. No. I agree. Yeah. I'll buy that. So, but, like, 
I'm not trying to put you on the spot. What other what other position receivers? Groups? If if uh, Pickens if is Pickens healthy, is healthy, then it's a different story. Yeah, but he's not. They have no proven receivers on the roster right now, and that's going to be an issue. That I can agree with. Brent Venables. I love versus, it. You know how I feel about versus that. Todd Munkin right now. Give me Brent Venables all day, right? I just yeah. don't see how they score enough points to stay in this game. I just don't. And they're going to have to score points. They're going to have to score, but how much are they going to have to score? If they don't score don't, 21, they lose by 14. If they don't score 21, they lose by 14. They have to score at least 21 or they're getting, they're getting beat by 14 or more. So you're Can thinking, they score you think, 21 you on Clemson? Clemson scoring like 35 at the minimum. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know that I see 35. It may be. It may be. I, <laughs> I cannot wait for this game. because be, The reason I have a hard time going against Georgia is because the type of defense that they typically play they tackle so well, and typically they run to the ball. And they, but I know they didn't necessarily do that last year, so I can't really defend them. I think. I mean, I, you're making good points. I, I, uh, I may need to change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I still think I still think Georgia is physical as hell. Um, the the issue is that so is Clemson. Like Clemson is physical as hell. Like, right. They're they're physical, they are, and they're very good defensively. I know that to be a certain. I've seen it. Time and time again, actually, actually got to like see it, see it, like mm-hmm. up close, see it. And they're really, really good. Like they're technical, like they're good. Um, but but ah, there's just let, so much talent on that. Let me ask team. you this: Is this and it sounds crazy because it's the first game of the year? Is this a must-win for Georgia? No. No, because it's the first game of the year. They can run the table and be okay. But do they run the table if they get beat by Clemson the first I, game of the year? I don't year? think it has any impact. Okay. I think it's a one-game season. I don't think it's like a Florida State versus Boise, like where, where it was our Super Bowl. We had to beat Boise. I don't think it's like that. But did you have to beat Boise going into that game, or was it after you went up 73 points that you had to beat Boise? No. At going Hindsight, into it, I feel like it made it, it made it a lot worse. Going into it, it was their Super Bowl. Maybe. Going into it, it was their Super so Bowl. So you don't feel like this is that situation? You don't, no, I don't you don't think, think if, Georgia gets, if, if Georgia gets beat by 14 or more, do you, you think they're okay? You think they're still good no matter what? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I, not necessarily good. I think they're still – like I don't think their season's right, over. Right. Se- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I okay. think they can still go run the table because their schedule is kind of soft. It is kind of soft. Okay, so all they got to do is they, they beat Florida in. Yeah, in, I was going to uh, say win a game in Jacksonville. And you're win the game and in then, Jacksonville, then they play in the SEC Championship. Right. And then, and then if you win that game, then you automatically in the playoffs. Right. So – no, it's not over. The pa- especially with it being so early. Okay. All right, Christopher, let's drive this thing to uh to the NFL. Yeah. Since a lot of NFL guys are gonna be playing in that Georgia Clemson game. There's gonna be a lot of NFLers there. So Very, very true. Um NFL fantasy football, of course. That's that's uh that's where the NFL makes all their money these days in gambling. So uh, let's let's get let's touch on it a little bit. I think we're gonna go the best player at quarterback, running back, tight end, and wide receiver, right? The the best overall. Yep. Like the the one who finishes number one in each each uh, each of those categories, and then we'll give a couple of like value guys or sleeper guys, whatever you want to call them, but somebody who's gonna outperform their average draft position. Yeah. At, at each at each position, so uh, I'm gonna let you go first at quarterback. Who do you think finishes the first, like the first, the number one overall quarterback, fantasy wise? Um, ooh, uh, the easy answer is Pat Mahomes. Right. Um, if it's not him, second easiest is Josh Allen. So which one's your which one's your? You gotta pick one. You can't pick both. Um, I'll go Josh Allen. I think he can do it with his legs a little bit more than Pat. 
I think yeah, I think he, I think he, more weight he there. yeah, he does. I don't know that he. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes wanted to. I'm sure he could do that too, though. Yeah, but I'm saying he doesn't want to. I think he's getting older in his career. Not old. He's not <laughs> he's old. He's like 27. <laughs> Ancient, man. <laughs> but no, I'm saying like I think he, I yeah. think he's also understanding like to prolong that career. Like he's so no, talented with his arm. Like let's mm-hmm. let's throw that thing a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Dak Prescott finishes number one. Just so many weapons. I mean, he can throw a screen and it goes for 85 at any point in the game. So I, I got Dak Prescott as the. Uh, Number one, probably the number one overall scorer in the whole whole fantasy football this year. Dak? Yeah. Okay. Huh. That's crazy. Not crazy, but that's... that's I mean, the quarterback's uh, going to score the most points, so if I think he's the... Yeah, but you think he's the... Okay. Yeah, I think he's the highest point scorer. I just, okay. I just do. Because, like... Everybody else that we've talked about that uses their legs that gain, gets more points. I think he's going to score a few touchdowns on the ground, even without an ankle. His ankle's fine, and and like I said, he can at any point in time with any receiver that he throws it to, they can take it to the house. Anyone up? So fair. All right. So running back next. Running back next, Christian McCaffrey. Is really, I can't. So I would take Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Either way, not really going wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. Third back. I think that's where it gets a little bit interesting. Maybe fourth is where it gets a little more interesting. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. What about receiver? Who's the best, the highest finishing receiver? Highest finishing receiver. I mean, <laughs> it's so easy. I mean, not easy. I think this one's interesting because you have Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be throwing him the ball all year? Yes. It feels like it, right? Right. So probably probably Tay probably Tay Adams. Do you have a different answer? I mean, I just drafted Tyreek Hill, so I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. But no, I I, I think it's Devontae Adams. I drafted Tyreek Hill in the league that I'm in with you. So like, I mean, I, I think he's I think he's that well, guy. But I think we both should hope that he's he's the best player in the league. Then. Yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but but Tay wasn't available, so I had to go Tyreek. All right, what about tight end? Tight end. Ooh, I liked your pick. I like I like who you have at tight end, so I'm not gonna say it. Um because I think I think who you picked is actually gonna be the league the, the leader. Ooh, really? Yeah. But I'll well, go, then say it. Well it's it's Waller. Yeah. Yeah, Darren Waller. Yeah, I, I think uh Provided he stays healthy, I think he throws up like stupid numbers. He throws up receiver numbers at tight end. He does. I catches too. Like PPR league, it catches. He catches a ton of balls. This is going to sound crazy. I think Kelsey drops a touch. I think he falls off a little bit. Okay. Not much because he's still Travis Kelsey, but I, I think he's going to fall off a touch. Um, I think they're going to try to prolong his health a little bit more. I think I don't think he's going to play 100 percent of the snaps like he's been playing the last few years. I think he. I. I they have. They have kept four tight ends on the roster for a reason. Okay. I think they're going to use a couple of them. I like that. Um. I do like that. I a little surprised for me. I think I think I'm going to go George Kittle as the highest point scoring okay. tight end. Yeah, he's just a freak too. Health is a thing with him too. This past year, yeah. Year. This past year, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but you know how injuries are. Sometimes they can stack. They can. Hopefully not. Hopefully not for him. Hopefully he's healthy. Um, I, I mean, obviously I hope he's healthy. Yeah. Let's stay at the tight end position. Best value. Ooh, value. I mean, it depends on how your league drafts. Like, my league was – our league that we were in was, like, crazy to me. I mean, yeah. It was, 
running back heavy early. Running back heavy early and middle. It was like it was just, it was it was a little bizarre how we how we drafted, which was okay. You have to be able to, like that's the cool thing about fantasy football is you never know how it's going to go. Exactly. You know, so you have to kind of be able to you have a plan, right? It's like Mike Tyson. Everybody's got a plan until you get hit in the mouth, right? And it's like, oh, sh- okay, well, hang yeah. on. Um, I mean, depend again. So it depends. So, but I like TK uh, TJ Hawkinson. I like TJ Hawkinson, but but a lot it's of people a, have him like super high. It's a well, I mean, I think he's been top five pretty much or top six anyways, and pretty much every person's rankings I've seen. Yes, but he was a top five tight end last year. So and he and he slipped and, in the drafts last year. Right. So I I just don't I don't really get the the non love for TJ Hawkinson. You definitely can't call him a sleeper. You can't call him a sleeper. No, but like, I think he but can. You can say he's like a value play. Yeah, can, considering where you're going to pick him at, I think he can. He can be successful, right? For sure. Who's yours? Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I like that. So I, I, he's not a sleeper either. No, he's not. I think he, he's been either tight end four or tight end five, pretty much all fall. He's a um, value guy as far as, as far as where he's where he's picked at. Um, but I think he has the chance, even as a rookie, to eclipse a thousand yards and eighty catches and six or seven touchdowns. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. I Jesus. just because I, I think that, that they're would gonna put him close to the top scoring tight end, I would think. It would yeah, it would. Maybe. I think he's close. I really think he's close. Only because he's gonna line up everywhere and I don't think Atlanta's gonna be very good. And so somebody's got to catch passes there other than Calvin Ridley. And I think that I think Kyle Pitts is going to be that guy. I just do. He's he's virtually a receiver at tight end. I, I think they use him in the slot more than more than they use him on the end of the line of scrimmage. I think Hayden Hurst still has a role in that offense too. So call me crazy, but did, has he has he leaned up a little bit? Did he look a little thinner? I watched it's the, the jersey. It's game. the it's the black jerseys in Atlanta. Okay, he looked because kinda, he looked kind of small. He looked tiny. He, but he I'm telling you, like it, it's, it's the all black that he was in. Okay, black is slimming. That's why slimming. I wear it all the time. It's me too. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, all right, so I like that one. That's a good one. Um, receiver. You want to go to receiver now? We, we can go to receiver. Let me get your sleeper. Couple of value, value guys. Yeah, a couple value of value guys. guys. I mean, I think pretty much everybody's got the same guys here, which kind of sucks. Uh, Corey Davis, he, okay. he's a guy that people people have loved over the last few weeks. Don't say all of them because I need to get one in before you go. Uh, and then my other, like, deep, dark sleeper, not really. Because he's the, – the bad part was this guy really shined in the last preseason game because I had him. I was like, okay, nobody's talking about Marquez Callaway. Give me all the Callaway shares, all of them, every single one of them. And then he goes out and throws up a stupid game in preseason with Jameis throwing him two touchdowns in the first half. And I was like, well, there goes that fun. How about my boy Jameis? Foreshadowing. Um, Times two. Yeah. Um, Devontae Smith for me. I like that. I think his, I think his pairing with Jalen Hurts in Philly – it's a matter of time before before he's absolutely eating up targets. I think he's just too damn smooth. He's very smooth. He's so much like Jerry Rice. It's it's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, there's he's got great hands. He's fast, but he's he doesn't look fast. Right. Until somebody's chasing him and they just can't catch him. That's, yep. Bingo. So yeah, I like him. I, there's a couple other guys I like real quick. Waddle. I think I think Waddle has a good same. year. And so then like, I uh, had, so no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. So I had like my receivers basically set. And I was like, uh, Smith, Waddle, Smith, Waddle. In one league, Smith was available, so I took him. In the other league, Waddle was available, so I took him. Yeah. So I was just like, eh. But, but same exact thought process. Like, those guys are going to get theirs, and if you get them the ball, they're dynamic with it. Super dynamic. My other guy that I like this year, uh, and I don't know why, just a hunch, I guess, but Mike Williams, L.A. I think he finally, finally breaks out after seven years in the league. You know what I'm going to say. 
Stay healthy. Healthy. It's never been the ability. Never. But he can't His stay healthy. His injuries are like pretty serious injuries, though. They really are. Yeah, they say like he's. A, he, they say he's been extremely healthy all fall. So that means. I hope he haven't used used up his healthy days. Yeah, no kidding. Running back. I got, a back. Couple, I got a couple here too. I don't have many seeing guys. I mean, the one I do have that's kind of like a a little bit deeper um, would be Philip Lindsay in Houston. I like Philip Lindsay. I just don't think they have much of anything there. And no, so, I I don't either. And I know I know uh, if one, if one and I don't ever wish for injury, but like. When you're drafting a guy like that deep, like you would take him like late, late. I'm not saying you're drafting him with the hopes that somebody gets hurt, but you're drafting him with the hopes of like them carving out like a bigger role because of some other like outside circumstances. Right. Like they're not going to probably earn a job. For him specifically, he has David Johnson, Mark Ingram, and who's the other back in Houston? There's one more back in Houston. Uh, Rex Burkhead. So it's, it's Ingram. Johnson and Burkhead and then Philip Lindsay. They right. kept they kept four guys yep. and their head coach, whoever he is, I don't even remember who it is, said the other day that we we're gonna use a running back by committee. That's what we do. And so it's in my opinion, Philip Lindsay's by far and away the best back there. It's really not that close. So I think that they may committee it early, but by about week five, week four, week five, I think that he's he's carved out a twelve to sixteen carry a week role in that and everybody else is down to two three four five you think so i do i just think he's better i just think he's a lot better than them i mean i do too but damn that's a that's a, that's almost rb1 i think he has that, that i think he has that potential and ability no yeah he's definitely been there before but i'm thinking like third third down guy for sure like i think i think he nudges burkhead on that like I, he's better to me he's better I think he's better too, but I think Burkhead's going to end up with that Taking role that, yeah. because I think Philip Lindsay plays more on first and second down. I just don't see David Johnson and Mark Ingram being able to carve out much of a role there. No, so David Johnson, I think he's he is absolutely a shell of himself. Uh, yeah, I hate that too because I gotta like him, but he's a shell of himself. Yeah, quarterback. Um, well, I got my running backs. Hold on, player. Oh shoot, it's okay. Um, <laughs> one guy, are, I might be able to go pick him up. No, nah, you're not going to. Um, one guy I think that is a, a league winner, I think he wins leagues for people this year, is Austin Eckler. I think he ends up as a top two, ma- maybe third. Every league I've been in, he goes early. He goes early. So he's a value guy then. Yeah, he, okay. but he's he's the sixth, seventh running back off the board typically. I don't think he finishes sixth or seventh. I think he finishes two or three or oh, one possibly. I, I mean, Eck- ooh, ooh, ooh yeah. that's a hot take there. Yeah, obviously it's PPR. I, I have Philip Lindsay in two of the three leagues I have, so love that. Hope you're right, Joey. Hey, there we go. Um, <laughs> I, had go I just had to go double check. Yeah, so Eckler, big fan of Eckler. Yeah, uh, me too, me too. I wasn't thinking about him because I think he's, he's he's got a pretty carved out role. No, no, he definitely does. I think he's big a three. Guy. I think he's a three down guy, and I don't. I, I think he's yeah. He's going to have a year this year. Um, another guy that I love, Miles Gaskin. I, I, same reason though. I just think that he's a three down guy. Like. When he was healthy last year, he was like the running back nine. That's that's pretty solid considering he's being drafted as the running back twenty eight right now. Yeah, like you give me twenty spots better than your average draft position, and I feel pretty good about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'll buy that. Um, with him, <clears throat> well, not just him, but like if you find a back that you feel comfortable, confident that is a three down back, mm-hmm. I don't really care where they have him rated. Like that guy has to be jumped to the top of the list just because. There's just not very touches, many of them, right? Yeah, number of touches and snaps. You can't like there's there aren't very many of those. Yeah, 
three down guys. Yeah, and the other guy for me is DeAndre Swift because of the same thing. I just don't think there's anybody there that can take carries from him, and I think he's way more talented than uh, Jamal Williams that's, that's also there. And his last year numbers show. He was banged up last year too, right? Yes, but whenever he was relatively healthy – he, he was, was he was an he was a running back one like he wasn't the, the running back one but he was a top twelve running back in the league. Yeah, I agree. I'll buy that. I think I I don't, I don't know that we saw him healthy last year. Not fully. No, not not like. And that's kind of scary, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's just gonna be good. Yeah, he's a good back for sure. Quarterbacks now. Quarterbacks. We're okay, we okay to go there. We're go, we're good to go to quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are weird. I I think there's a lot of guys, good real life quarterbacks right now, and not great fantasy <laughs> quarterbacks right totally now. Totally agree. So let me ask you a question. So this is a hypothetical, not hypothetical. I want to know. We're done drafting. Most uh-huh. people are probably done drafting. You you should probably be. If you need to check with your commissioner if you're not. I still have one more to go. Do you really? Tomorrow night, actually. Tonight as it's, you're listening. Yeah. It's close enough, I guess. But yeah. That's close. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's a week and a half away still. I guess they don't have anything Sunday. Mm-mm. They get a week. That's not bad. Okay, I still got time to get. I got my, my Union County coaches want to do a league. Yeah, you But I got to be time. a commissioner of it, so I'll do it. Yeah. Um. All right, cool. <clears throat> Anyways, quarterbacks. Right. What was your what was your game plan on quarterbacks in the draft as far as like where you wanted to take one? I hardly ever go quarterback early. Never. I just don't do it. Never. Although I this year I really wanted to cuz I think there's a significant drop off from 5 to 6. I think it's a large fall. Not necessarily like not huge. I shouldn't say it like that. Not at that position for me. The, but who's the sick? Like, you can, you can. Mahomes, Allen, Dak, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, who's six? Lamar Jackson. Sorry, Lamar Jackson. Who's seven? That's where it gets foggy, right? So the top six. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but fantasy quarterback wise, he's, he may finish in the seventh spot, but he's going to finish 45, 50, 70 points behind Lamar Jackson at number six. Potentially. Yeah, I just I, I mean, think Tom there's already won me my league last year. I mean, I, he threw, I, but he threw up just dumb, but he threw up just ignorant numbers, like dumb numbers. Typically, win me my league. It was it, our league was, but it was like he was a good quarterback. But like, like for example, I literally just almost I, I got Trevor Lawrence in another league I was in, and it's Trevor Lawrence. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna run some of the legs too because he's not gonna have anything open downfield. Well I also think they're gonna be behind a lot and so he's gonna have to throw the ball late right. and he's gonna get garbage time points. But I got him in like the fourteenth round. Like yeah. and I could have got him in the in I could have drafted him off waivers. Right. Because like nobody would he didn't get drafted by fourteen if you haven't taken a quarterback, you're either dumbass like Chris or you're 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 already good. Like you already had the quarterback. Typically, so, like, what I do personally is I find two guys that match up well, like two late guys, like like a Trevor Lawrence and a Justin Fields or somebody. Two guys that are are late that have potential to put up big numbers. Yeah. Um, and then I try to match them up week by week. So, right. So you figure know out I mean? your matchup. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. So I, so my like I go into a draft saying I'm going to take quarterback A and quarterback B. And I'm gonna. I might have to reach on both a little bit, but it's gonna be late. It's not gonna be in the sixth round. It's gonna be in the twelfth and the thirteenth. Like I'm. Right. Gonna, I'm gonna take them back to back, and I'm. And this. These are the two guys I'm getting because I like the way their schedules match up. That's my philosophy too with with quarterbacks. I, I, I mean, I I figure that was yours. Like this year for me, it was it was Baker Mayfield and Jameis Winston. That's the two I wanted. Yeah, Jameis. I mean, I think I think he's gonna throw for. I think they both put up enough numbers to where if you start them in the right weeks. 
you get that quarterback five, six, seven total on the year. Like that's the points total that you get. Yeah. But you get quarterbacks seven and twelve or whatever. Yeah, they you are. pick the matchup and yeah, you, and you and you run with it. I, I'm with you. I, I totally agree. But for me, what a good ball. That's a really good ball. That was a that was a, that was a shot. Um, but I, I mean, I just I uh, I'm with you. I think for me, so my value or sleeper or whatever you want to call it is is Jameis for sure. I mean, he went deep in a lot of leagues, but then but then I was in a league where our good buddy Bradford drafted him early. He reached early. There were some like quarterbacks that probably he should have took before him that he didn't. He took Jameis because it's Jameis. But yeah. but I don't think it's going to burn him because I think the guy's going to put up numbers. I think he's going. I think he's going. I think he's going to do well. I I obviously I like Jameis this year too because I have him in every league that I'm in. Yeah. So. Not every league. I don't have him in. You don't I, have him in the one that I don't I'm have in with you. I, yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah, Damn. I have him in both leagues that I'm in with you. When, when did you get him in that league? I gave you a chance. I know that. <laughs> no hell, you didn't. Whoever, whoever, whoever was with me. Yeah, I did. I text Chan and I said, "I'm gonna <laughs> you didn't get." Text Chris. That. No kidding. I'm not gonna text you that. But I text. <laughs> no, I text Chan. I, got, and I said, well, who "Chris, I got, who I, got? I got Tom Brady in our league." I think so. I have him in ours though. Oh, but, so I can't then. But. I can't have him then if you have him. The um, oh, my 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 quarterbacks that I like late are all young guys. I like yeah. Trevor Lawrence. I like Justin Fields. I know Same. he's not the starter right Trey now. Trey Lance at some point potentially. I don't like Trey Lance as much because I could see Garoppolo going like four and one early, and then they ride yeah. him for a and while. That's why I didn't take Trey Lance. Yeah, but I think I don't I think I don't think early. Chicago has that option. Um, no, I, I think I think it's Justin Fields' job really soon. So Lawrence Fields, I like Zach Wilson a lot. I don't, I know. If, if you've been around me a whole lot, I am a big fan of this Jets offense this year going forward for the next three to four, yeah. five, six, seven. Um, yeah, Tony Romo the other day said that he felt like Zach Wilson could be the next Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he said he's – I love Romo, though. I love Romo, too, but – His analysis is pretty, usually, usually pretty freaking good, pretty yeah. spot on. So I'm a big fan of Zach Wilson, and the last guy – that nobody's talking about, and I just think he has weapons galore, is uh, Sam Darnold. Galore. Weapons galore. Chris, you know who else has weapons galore? No, tell me. JW Weaponry, baby. Ad read number two for the night. First one, nice and smooth. Nobody heard anything but the ad read. Second one, nice and smooth. Nobody heard anything but the ad read. Go see those people at JW Weaponry, baby. Close us out, bro. That was well done. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Bradford Douglas, who's no longer here, Joey Edge, and Chris Martinez, and we are Front Porch Sitting. See you next time, sitters.